for listening to the Life Church Connect series with Pastor Josh Love. For more info about any ministry talked about in this podcast or things going on around the church, check out our website, livechurchofcolumbia.org. And welcome to Life Church Connect series. I'm Josh, and I'm hanging out with Scott here today. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Scott? Chilling. We are so excited about this. Thank you for joining us. First of all, this is our first of many of Connect series. Just a chance for us to connect the people with our leaders, with vision, with heart, with just all those different kinds of things. And today we're going to just set the groundwork for that. What this thing will look like. What it'll feel like. Um, and uh, we are really excited about this. Yeah. All right, so here we go. We're gonna. I'm going to be asking questions, and Josh is going to be answering them. And pretty much I'll rebut on some of them, and, and we'll just see where we get into and what happens. But the first, first question today is, what is the Connect Series, and what is the purpose of the Connect Series? Go ahead, Josh. The Connect Series is something that I, I wanted to start uh, because we are – doing a lot of new structure and things with our leaders, uh, just putting people in positions. People are really taking on responsibilities. Leaders are just really rising up to the top right now and just taking ministries, and we're seeing them grow and explode. And And we really believe that in order for a church to grow, that you have to strengthen what you have and, and make it as efficient as possible. So we've been working on a new structure. So in that... Uh, in doing that, I just wanted to have the opportunity to, to create an avenue for the people to connect with these leaders, to, to hear their heart, to know their vision, to hear the testimonies of what's happening in, in the areas that they're working in and the things that they're doing that that we may not always be connected on uh, across the board. So this is just a good opportunity for those leaders to share those things and, and the people to hear what's happening in all the different areas of the church that they're a part of. So so that's, that's, my, that's my idea behind the Connect series. Uh, and uh, that's where we're headed with it. Awesome. All right. So talking about the structure, what is uh, what is the structure all about? What are you what are you talking about when you mention structure? Well, this is kind of way it started. Uh, recently, Pastor was uh, over. He was off somewhere preaching a conference, and while there, God just began to show him some stuff and about the church and it growing and and different things, and told us that if that if we wanted it to grow first, we had to strengthen what we had and, and, and really start to be intentional about the positions we had and, and the things that we were doing. So in light of that, we begin to get a group together and, uh, and that group just began to start discussing. Uh, of course, you know, you came up with the organizational chart we had, yeah. uh, but, but just begin to be organized about what we're doing and, and put people in order. I don't know, maybe structure is not the best word for it, but it's it's what it is. Uh, and it's it's giving people responsibilities. It's giving them a role. It's uh, it's just been awesome seeing us put these people here and they just start thriving and running with these things. And of course, it's always things that they've been doing already. They've been passionate about. It's things that they love. Uh, so it's not like we've had to force anybody to do anything. Uh, it's just been an awesome transition into what I believe is making things more efficient. Uh, I think that's the key word here is we're becoming more efficient, more intentional, more prepared in, in every ministry and every, um, every spot that, that we're filling here. It's, it's, it's more productive. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, I think, so. you, I think you hit on something. I'll just tag on the end of it a little bit. I guess my biggest thing with it, with uh, the structure and the way the layout is, uh, is that you'll tend to notice that people with certain expectations when they're placed on them, 
and they know what those expectations are, they'll exceed them. But most of the time, if somebody has expectations placed over them and they don't really know what they are, they'll wind up falling short a lot of the time. So that, that to me is, is one of the biggest strengths about this structure is these people are, are getting roles placed on them, uh, having a set responsibility uh, to where they know what that responsibility is. And then these expectations are placed on them and they know what they are. They're well-defined, they're written down. They know what's expected of them, and then they, they're given the best chance to thrive, like you said, uh, in that position. So, Yeah, jumping in right there, uh, one of the things that I talked to one of our other leaders about uh, was that word expectations, because I feel like for a long time it's been a negative connotation. You know what I mean? When you talk about yeah. putting expectations on somebody and different things like that, and it's been such a negative side, when in reality I feel like these leaders were waiting on us to say, you know, hey, what do you expect out of this position? What do you expect yeah. me to do in this area? And and when you come at it from the right point of view and you're not putting these, you know, crazy expectations on something that are ridiculous, but you're just saying, hey, out of this ministry position, this is what we want. This is yeah. this is what we think that it, it would look like. We think this would be effective. And, of course, giving them just creative control in their ministry and in their position, you know. And, Absolutely. And uh, it's been amazing watching these people already just, just come with it. They're, yeah. just, they're just bringing it, so... Awesome. So, a while ago you was talking about your dad went to a, a conference and uh, he was preaching at a conference and, and God began to download a vision uh, about this new structure. What did that look like? Tell, tell us that story real quick. Uh, let's see. Maybe I should let him tell this story. Uh-huh. Uh, he was there in prayer one day and God just began to show him. Because, you know, I think any church that if that you, you should be praying for growth. I just think that's yeah. a part of it. I know even that's taking a negative connotation in a lot of ways. But, but really, if you love people, you want people to be a part of the body. And so that's always a prayer, and it's always a, a, a desire of ours. And uh, But anyway, in that, we kind of felt like we'd come to a place where we had plateaued as a church. And, uh, and so just in prayer of those kind of things, God just began to give us a applicable, you know, understanding or structure of, man, if you if you wanted to grow, if we were to grow right now, could we even handle it? And could we handle yeah. more people in, in the different areas and different ministries? So so in that, God just began to show him that before growth comes, first there has to be a uh, an intentionality. That's just kind of the word we've been, our buzzword right yeah. now. Uh, so, so that structure was to set it up to where... Uh, Man, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, small groups was a big part of it, to start creating these small groups within the church that as the small groups begin to strengthen each other, it begin to strengthen the whole church. Uh, and the big key for that, of course, was relationships. You know, that's been our yeah. that's been our thing for a year now is, is just building relationships with people. And, and so through the small groups and now even our leadership structure, which we're talking about right now, is even where it's broken down to where each one has a small group. And, and so the spiritual, I feel like the spiritual well-being of each of these leaders and each of these groups, it's really coming to the forefront. It's not so much about this is what you got to do and this is what you got to get done. You know, it's a lot yeah. more about how you doing spiritually. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's going on? What's going on in your personal life? Just those types of things. And and um, so it's not like a checklist. It's more of a relational thing. Exactly. That's a good. So way you're to put setting, it. and I, and I, it's like a bad buzzword, I guess. Uh, when you when you say that you have a support system around you, some sometimes yeah. that can be a negative thing. We're not looking for people <laughs> to just have a system, but in in all reality, that's what it is. Right. They got a great community that they serve with, real close. 
And then, of course, we come together on Sundays, and it's a bigger church. It's a bigger... So it's un- I guess it's understanding that relationship and those connections. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, you know how it is uh, just being in the church and when you're in your ministry and your position. I mean, that's your focus. You're focused on what, what yeah. you're doing, and a lot of times it becomes a bunch of different ministries just under one roof instead of one ministry. Yeah. Uh, and so really we're trying to take that out to where it does feel like one family, one ministry. Even though we're doing it at different times and different things are happening, uh, we're still so connected. Uh, uh, that's the big thing is just connecting these leaders and then connecting everyone with those leaders and ultimately connecting everybody to the vision uh we feel like that's the most effective most efficient so all right so i got i got another one wrote down right here but we're gonna skip it come back to it so on connection when you when you talk about connection and how important it is for for people to stay connected feel connected uh to be connected as a body and like a family uh what have you learned about connection now this is a big broad just give us a uh Brief overview of what you've learned about connection going through this. Uh, I think the biggest word you just used was family. Man, that's just been the, I don't know, that's been the heartbeat of everything I've been in lately. Uh, and even looking back, you know, I, I, I spoke a little while back about the, the New Testament church and how it started as family and they went house to house breaking bread. And, and we see the importance of all that. But what's crazy is recently God's even taken me further back and reminded me of the children of, of Israel when they're coming out and they're crossing this, you know, the desert, just going through all this stuff. And you got to imagine them every night, tents set up everywhere, and they're just sitting around fires, building relationships as family. So really, it didn't start in the new church. It started way before yeah. that. And the new church based their idea off of that back then. And, you know, it was broke down into tribes, and each of those tribes were broke down even smaller. And so... So we knew that the idea was getting back to God's design, back to the way he, he wanted it to be. And that was with smaller groups that are literally connecting to one another. Not large groups gathering on Sundays that I may know your name, yeah. uh, but people that are learning to do life together. Um, uh, people that are, for lack of a better term, sitting around the campfire, getting to know each other like yeah. they did it originally. And for me, that's been so exciting uh, just to watch our small groups and the way it's happening. I mean, people meeting at, at each other's houses and just spending time together and really getting to know one another. And as the sh- the relationship is strengthened, then to me, the whole body is strengthened. You know what I mean? Everybody is it's benefiting from that uh, and and so that's just kind of my, my understanding. Like I said, that's a brief, uh, <laughs> that's just getting yeah. to the point, you know. But but as far as the importance of it, there's just, man, you you would probably know better than I would because you work off. And, and you know the idea of once you get out there, there's yep. such a disconnect that comes in. And to me, disconnect is one of Satan's greatest tools to just come in and start working on somebody. If he can make them feel disconnected, yeah. man, he can do so much. So so in light of that, man, share what you think. What do you think about connection, being someone that's gone two weeks at a time? Man, I think really it's a fight, honestly. Because uh, like you said, working off, it's, it's a big thing. And then you're dealing with, with a body this size, you're dealing with vulnerabilities, uh, you're dealing with introverts and extroverts. Uh, so you got all these personality things coming into play. And like you said, it's, it's Satan's big tool to to twist a view just a little bit and make somebody want to introvert and want to divide themselves from uh, the family that they've been placed with. Uh, and it's a fight, honestly. It's a spiritual fight. 
Uh, we pray about it all the time. Uh, and there's tools that's out there that I think that we don't, we may not access as much as we could, but small groups and and things like that's things that that pull you in and let you be vulnerable, for a better word. I mean, it, it's like a, I can feel better sharing on a smaller scale than I would getting up in front of the church and sharing something vulnerable. Right. Uh, for me, it's not that big a deal because I'm an extrovert anyway. I'm all about sharing something. But really, I didn't uh, notice. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> but it's is is you like. For people that that are introverts, they would feel more comfortable when it's somebody they really know, and then they can share. It's like their smaller circle. So I see the the strength in it already. I can see the relationships building in it. Uh, we've been doing small groups for what about a year, yeah. and to to know that years ago when what was it called the table or the no floor. the floor yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where we met. It was like we yeah. were coming to a young adult small group, and that's been four years ago. Man. And to look at what it what it is now, where you have six, eight, ten young adults, and they're all working, in, but we were able to maintain that, that connection. Working in different parts of the church all the time, we're still able to maintain that connection because we spent time together. Man, that's so good that you brought that up to think back to. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing back then. No. We just wanted to hang out and we loved Jesus. And so Get we the were, Bible. <laughs> you know, so we were just spending time together and we didn't even realize that's what we were doing. We were building yeah. relationships that we look back now. I mean, we've come through some stuff. And, Absolutely. And we made it through it because of that that connection. That's the word we're dealing with. Yeah. Because of the connection we made, we were able to deal with some stuff. It reminds me really, if you think back probably two years ago, we started uh, praying together. What was that, been two or three years ago? Yeah. We started praying together every morning. Now, we're talking like 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know if I get up that early no more. <laughs> it, I think 7.30 is like, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know what, it, it was definitely a God thing. Right. But we had this drive to come in and sew together and pray together. And a lot of times, we never left this room that we're sitting in right now. Right. We would never even go in the sanctuary and pray. But we would sit here and talk and share our hearts together and see what God opened up. And I think that's his design, man. I've had the best revelations come from somebody else saying something that was my original thought. And I tossed it out there and then have somebody else compound on it. And then you get it back and it's like, holy cow, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But to think about that, honestly, that was connection. That That was God's design that we connect together like that. And it, what is it? What's that scripture? Love covers a, a multitude of sin, right? right. And it, it brings up like all I can think about when I think about vulnerabilities and connection is offense because it always happens, right? And it's always going to happen in some way. I mean, it, when you're when you're being vulnerable, your chances of being hurt are a lot greater, right? Right. But when you spent that time and you have that relationship capital, is what your dad's. His his key term on that. Right. So when we have this relationship capital with each other, and this offense comes up, we're able to handle it in a lot better state. Exactly. Because you love that person. You know what I mean. So, you yeah you've been vulnerable. Yeah you may be offended, but you're able to go go together, cover it, pray about it, do the James five thing, man. Right. Take your offenses to one another. Pray about it. Be on your way. You know, and it. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen 
just testimony of it. I've seen it happen with your dad, mm -hmm. where I was really, really offended, and I took it to him, and he didn't in no way want to offend me. But on the other side of my mind, I got this thing going, was like, did he do that on purpose? Right. But then when, when you come together and you realize, look, man, it, it was on, you know, that that's important oh, yeah. to me. That connects me way beyond this superficial Sunday connection we right. get a lot of times. So Yeah, and, and I feel that, uh, I don't know what you call it, I guess that culture is what's so exciting being created here that Sunday mornings are starting to feel more like just a gathering of the family and yeah. a celebration of Jesus. You I know think I, I mean? heard your mom say it one time. It's a family reunion. Right. That's, that's where we're all yeah. the little groups are coming back, and it's like, woo. Exactly. And that's that's what's been exciting is to just watch these small groups and, and to hear you uh, just bring back these old times that, yeah. that we tend to forget about so easily when God was preparing us every step of the way with the floor, with sitting in this room at 530 in the morning, just all those things. And we didn't see it at the time, but he was preparing us for this time. And now we're launching an entire structure of our church based around that idea. And, yeah. and it's so exciting to, like I was saying, see it all throughout the Bible and know that, man, that's still what works. That's still what he's after. You know. Yeah. I mean, God's all about a relationship style anyway. I mean, that was always his thing. It's what he wants for us with him. It's what he wants for us yeah. with each other. Um and and the dynamic of the small group for us has been awesome. Uh, we even just recently, you know, broke our small groups to even smaller. Uh, yeah. And it's just been awesome to see what you're talking about, that people are more willing to speak out. And, I mean, you're not going to get that opportunity on a Sunday morning or, or even a Wednesday night Bible class. But, but in these small groups, when you're home and it feels like family, people are just willing to just throw it out there and see what happens. And, and that's been, man, that's been what's so awesome for me. Yeah. To watch people come out of their shell and connect. So, that's awesome. That so that that'll fill everybody in on connection. Right. What we think about connection, what we've seen here on connection. Let's go. Let's look at uh, some testimonies. So we was talking about those times where we spent tons of time up here early in the morning. And uh, let's see if you, you remember any key stories or testimonies from from uh, just branching out back then. Maybe something old. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we gotta talk about the one. When the lady come up to drop off the clothes yeah. at the gym that day, it's just me and you. We just randomly happen to be up here, and this lady shows up to drop off some clothes, and we're helping her unload the clothes, and uh, you know, just being ourselves, cutting up and laughing or whatever. And all of a sudden, Scott tells me, you know, hey man. I think she's got something wrong with her knee. I'm going to ask her. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> so uh, so he, so you walk up to her. Hey, ma'am, you know, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you know, you got something wrong with your knee, and we like to pray with it. And her face was just <laughs> as shocked as I was, <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah, I think all our jaws were sitting on the ground. Yeah, and it, it was just such an awesome experience, uh, you know, of, of seeing that take place, of stepping out some of those first times with Holy Spirit speaking. And, and of course, she's like, you know, yes, I, I do. As a matter of fact, I saw, and she starts describing. I don't remember exactly what was wrong, but I remember us stopping and praying for her. And, I guess, oh, me of little faith. <laughs> she looks up with tears in her eyes and she's just overwhelmed with joy talking about there's no more pain. And I'm standing there like, oh my God, this just happened, you know? Uh, it was just, those are one of the times, man, just looking back at testimonies, those are those moments where, I don't know, because you get in times in ministry where it sometimes it's just, 
you're you're hanging on you know what yeah. i mean and and you can look back at those times and just remember it was so awesome that was that was just kind of i was just as shocked as she was you made just as shocked too but you handled it better than i did yeah. <laughs> so i think i was really definitely a shock yeah um man i'm trying to think man i remember one time uh some some we was doing soup kitchen and uh god gave a word of knowledge there and and we went and I don't remember who was with me. Went and prayed for a man, and we didn't even know. I didn't. I knew it was something. It turned out being cancer is what it was. But I, I think the word of knowledge was like something wrong with his back or something. So I asked him, and he had like spinal cancer or something. Wow. And then the next month he come back, and he's he he had this testimony of it was gone. There wasn't nothing there. Come on. And I was. I don't think I was here. I think your dad was here, and he's he's the one that actually uh, got the testimony and brought it back. But he he said he had to call us and tell us. Yeah. Um, Man. So that that being a culture here, what is? I mean, what's? Let's see. What's something that sparked all that? What 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 made you pursue the supernatural? <laughs> wow, what a question. Because uh, I can I can remember the moment. Yeah, and I remember the season, I guess you would say. Uh, I feel like there was always this, you know, we just, it was never enough. Yeah. We wanted, we were after something else. You know what it makes me think of? Uh, We quote this scripture so much. When Paul said, I'm just trying to apprehend that which has apprehended me. That's what it felt like for me. Like, I could tell there was something so much more that had a hold to me, and we didn't really know what it was, and we probably still don't. (laughs) We still don't have a lot of the answers, but it was just in that push of, you know what I mean? Just, it was in the Bible, and we knew it had to be possible, and uh, just those moments of, for me, it was just the grace of God that that just kept drawing us into that place, you know, because there were so many times of, like you talked, you know, you, you've been there, you get the wrong word, and yeah. the prayer doesn't oh, yeah. go right, and you stumble through it, and you say all the, you know what I mean? And there's times where you're just like, man, I don't know, you know, but it's, to me, it was just the grace of God kept pulling us back to it, just pulling us back to it, and wouldn't let it go, and um, and uh, seems like the that book started circulating about risk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? And when that started coming around, that just that was Deadman, huh? Yeah, Chet, and and that just pushed us over the edge, and we started just. I think the moment, know. the moment I remember that that made me think that this is possible was the Holy Ghost movie. Oh man! We sat here yeah. in the church and we watched did. the Holy Ghost movie, and when I seen Todd White for the first time. Just go out there and just healing people. It was just like God just wanted to do it all the time. Right. And I struggled, honestly, probably for the next year and a half to wrap my head around mm-hmm. that God was so good that he was going to do it and wanted to do it all the time. Right. There was never a time he didn't want to do it. And then to wrap my head around that I didn't have to be, do a certain thing right. for him to use me. Right. Because, I mean, honestly, have you seen... God used the most, I mean, it would be the people that I would say was not righteous enough. (laughs) They just didn't have right standing, or you would question their standing because of their their fruit, but then to see God use them in the same capacity. Man, yeah. You know what makes me think, too? Right in that area, I don't know if you remember, but... We went through such a time that the preaching, the small group, so much it was geared towards the love of God. Remember yeah, that? It was just yeah. like a, a heavenly revelation. I don't know how I suspect. It was the grace of God, like I talked about, of just God beginning to 
overwhelm us with his love and his desire for us and his pursuit of us. And uh, it made me think of you sharing a little bit of your testimony a while back about how even when you were out, you didn't want nothing to do with God, yeah. mad at God, so to speak. You know what yeah. I mean? And just seeing the times he was pursuing you. And, and it was crazy how God took us through a season of learning his love that I believe is what birthed that season of Man, there's something more to this. Yeah, you're if God right. loves them that much, you know what I mean? He wants to do this for them. And you know what I mean? Just just those types of things. That's what excites me is and that's what I have to keep coming back to myself is in these moments of praying for people or whatever it may be, always coming back to that place of this has to come from his heart. You know yeah. what I mean? Not not letting it become, well, this is what I'm supposed to do now because we started it a while back. Yeah, we gotta yeah. keep this thing going. You know what I mean? Uh just staying in that place of, man, it God just loves them so much. He wants them to be holy. Yeah. He wants them to be well. Uh, that's good. So, That's good stuff. Yeah, such an exciting time. And there's so many testimonies right now. That's another reason we want to start this Connect series is we want to share the testimonies that are happening in this church. And I'm trying to avoid some people's testimonies that I want to tell right now because we're going to get them on here and, and let them tell them. But, but there's just so much exciting things happening, and that's what I'm excited about, for the people to start connecting to these testimonies and what God's doing. Uh, that that's true. He is so good. Yeah, he's doing he's a so ton good. in the church, that's for sure. Right. And And I guess it's just, like you said, connecting people to what's going on. Right. All he's doing in the heart of the people he's putting out there, the right. heart of the people he's raising up, uh, to see their heart and to see their transformation and renewing of their mind, man, it's it's. It's pretty crazy, but let's go to let's go to our last question here. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know we've heard so much about it, but uh, your role. What's your role here, and uh, what what role do you play here in the church? I guess uh, I am. I guess by title, I'm youth pastor. Uh, which anybody that's ever been a youth pastor knows that's. You're whatever needs to be in the moment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't complain, man. I uh, I have an awesome team, you, Colby, just a team of people, I feel like, that take care of the youth in this church. And to me, it's, it's the only way it works. There has yeah. to be a team to work with teenagers, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so, so that's not my title, but I'm also assistant pastor here, um, taking on a lot more uh, pastoral responsibilities now as, as the structure and this change taking place. Uh, one of the areas I work in probably most is the small groups, uh, dealing with small group leaders and just setting up curriculum and things like that, which is what I love. That's my heart, just teaching. Uh, I love to teach. Uh, so so that's just the area that, that, that I work in. Um, awesome. So awesome. That, that, that's me. <laughs> well, I guess I'll hit a little bit. I'm going to hit mine a little bit. Uh, I guess in part, I mean, I can't get around the – profit role right uh, that's just been one of them things it wasn't a, it would definitely wasn't a me thing because I, I wouldn't have been the first one I picked I don't think <laughs> but uh, to see God use uh, visions and words and and that role to speak to the church and guide the church that's that's been pretty insane right that's that's a big to see the way that stuff wraps around too I mean sometimes it, it it's way outside my expectation but yeah. Uh, so that's part of it, and then uh, media pastor. That's what I am now. Uh, so that's that's pretty much over all the people making it happen on the media side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean from uh, website, Facebook, all that stuff, live sound, 
live presentation, uh, podcast just like this, um, processing that stuff, right. uh, pulling intros and stuff like that. So stay pretty busy. Right. <laughs> All that behind the scenes stuff that makes it work like yeah. we want to. <laughs> right. But yeah, we've, I mean, through the new structure, it's been awesome. We had our first meeting with the, that crew and it's, it's awesome. Everybody's on board. Uh, we've, yeah. we've got some awesome people on that team. A lot of new projects coming on. Um, a lot of things to hash out, but that's that's been the greatest thing, honestly, is owning the business on the outside. You'll see that sometimes you're not dealing with everybody that wants to be there, uh, but dealing with the church side, everybody wants to be there and help. So that's, awesome. it's it's a lot different uh, than what I'm used to rounding up before, <laughs> you know. So we're excited about it. Yeah. We're, I'm excited about the team we have and their heart for serving. Yeah, that's exciting. I am too. Just seeing uh, some of the areas like the small group leaders and uh, some of ours that are coming up as kind of pastoral staff and things yeah. like this. Just to see these guys and how they're like that's such a good way you put it. You know, in the world, a lot of times you deal with people that are just there because they have to be. But and when you get these people that are passionate for it and they're they're just yeah. looking for places to serve and places to plug in, uh, it's it's really been exciting. Uh, I'm still trying not to jump ahead of myself because I want these people. You'll get to hear from them, but uh, just seeing these guys come up that are that the church is being recognized as legitimate leaders. You know what yeah. I mean? And and that's what's exciting and, and putting their trust in them and uh, just those types of things. Seeing so many areas come up right now in the pastoral area, uh, in our children's church area, just so many things really elevating right now. Yeah. And uh, I think this structure that, that I feel like is led by the Holy Spirit has a lot to do with it. The structure and the relationships, the connections, man, yeah. all that's just, we're quickly beginning to see the, the fruit of those things. So so it's been it's been really exciting. Well, I think I got one more question, man, for... For anybody listening that just feels, maybe they feel disconnected, uh, what would you say, what would be your guidance on that? Uh, and I know I put you on the spot. This yeah. is the last question. <laughs> I mean, what would, and yeah. maybe we can pray about it before we end the, end the podcast, but what would you say would be your motivation to them? Maybe a scripture that comes to mind or something. Uh, for anybody feeling disconnected, whether mm-hmm. they're in this church or another church or some Somewhere maybe at their church, they just don't feel connected to the vision where they're yeah. at. What would you say to that? Man, that's that's real. <laughs> it's so real. Uh, and I don't want to just throw out a random answer because because it is something that I think we're seeing more of now. Yeah. Coming to the understanding that there are people that even in our body, when we feel like such a family, there's still people that feel disconnected. And, yeah. and how do you undo that? And how do you go out of your way? Uh, me even though my position and my calling doesn't allow for it, I'm naturally introverted. So I'm okay with just a few people and, and you know what I mean? Uh, but in one area, I would want to start with maybe just challenging them a little bit because I've even had to do it a lot in my own life of you don't have to plug into the whole group. Yeah. Just plug into some of the group. If that yeah. ma- Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, find someone you can connect with because you have to have it. Yeah. Scripturally, I mean, you can go to Paul in Corinthians when he's talking about He's describing the body as the body, and each part 
uh, what's the word it says supplies one another yeah uh, so in reality when we disconnect ourselves we're losing supplement that we need yeah uh, and you know in your own body when you use a when you lose a necessary supplement you get weak yeah if you get true. weak you become a target you know what I mean uh, so in one area I would say look you got to push through some things it's not always gonna be comfortable it's not always gonna be easy and I understand that I'm not trying to belittle it yeah but you have to get connected um, I think as leaders, I mean, we have to be sure that we're going out of our way to make sure people feel connected on the other side of it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's if, good. If, if maybe you see somebody in your church or you know somebody in the church that you feel like they are kind of outside, you know what I mean? It's our job as leaders to, to pull them people in, to make sure they get connected somewhere. Um, I, I don't know that I have an antidote an answer of this is what's going to make you feel connected uh because it's such a process and it's so personal does that make sense Uh, i don't want to just throw out a generic answer uh other than you know just the challenge to get in and find a place uh yeah i think you hit the the high note though yeah i think that would be the biggest thing i told i would tell somebody if you feel disconnected find somebody to connect with right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if you're disconnected from a vision as far as an overall vision of your church or something like that, if you're disconnected from that, just yeah. my, my biggest thing would be just make sure you totally understand it. And right. if, if you do, then... And I, I think sometimes I've, I've seen, uh, a lot of times the disconnect from a vision is a lack of the vision communi- being communicated. Yeah. Because it's just hard to think that you would be a part of a body and just be totally against their vision. I mean, it is a church, and their vision is going to be biblical. I, I, mean, yeah. I would hope. If not, then you may need to find something else. Yeah, that's but, true. You know what I mean? But I think it is. Man, if you feel so disconnected from a vision, go to somebody that knows it. Go to a leader. Go to, if yeah, you have to go to the top, point. you know what I mean, and say, look, I need to know it. Yeah. I mean, think of the scriptures. uh Write the vision, make it plain make so it that plain. those that run can see it. You know what I mean? It needs to be so plain. And I feel like that's the good part about this Connect series that we're starting is to make our vision here so plain to the people yeah. that anybody that's running, working, doing, going, we know it. We're connected on it. So so, so don't let a lack of connection to the vision be a, you know, an excuse or anything like that. You know that's what I true. mean? Go, go to the source and get connected and find yeah. out, you know. Uh, yeah, and as far as connecting to the body, you said it, man. Find somebody you can trust in, right? And be vulnerable. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If it's it, just one person right now, do I it. used to tell my wife all the time. I'd tell her I, when we was learning about vulnerabilities and what it was to connect and what it was to communicate. Um, I would tell her there was times where I was so frustrated, and she would be so frustrated. We would look at each other and say, "We don't even know if this is worth it." You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're fighting so hard for that connection, you don't even know if it's worth it because you don't know if it's going to pay off. But I guess. Testimony on the other side, I can tell you 100%, it is worth it. Because when it does finally break and that Mm -hmm. connection does happen, you'll feel something that you've never, I guess, I I wouldn't be so sappy, you know what I mean? I'm not usually (laughs) that kind of guy. Yeah. But it's something that you couldn't couldn't understand until you felt that, until you felt that connection, I guess. So, yeah, it's 100% worth it. To be vulnerable with somebody, uh, make sure you establish some type of connection with someone yeah. at your church so yeah that's awesome yeah. it's imperative man it is 
so yeah that's what this is all about right i am so excited about this now <laughs> this is our first one uh so thank you guys for listening uh any of you that, that that checked this out got in on it thank you so much we're excited about where this is going we're excited for you to hear from uh pastor dean uh from just so many leaders in here that are all going to be coming by and just sharing their heart and vision for this church so it's going to be an exciting time thank you so much y'all have a good one thanks for listening to the life church connect series for more information visit lifechurchofcolumbia.org